0: They're squirmy and wormy and purple and green. The grossest little creatures that you've ever seen. Creepy crawlers! Fill the monster mold with the color plastic it. goop. And make uh, a creepy crawler from a yucky monster soup. They're uh, ucky, yucky, squirmy, wormy, very scary, sometimes hairy, squiggly, wiggly, creepy crawling. Creepy crawlers! out your sister, embarrass <laughs> your dad. You can be a little creep without being bad. <laughs> creepy crawlers workshop <laughs> with plastic goop. You can be a little creep without being bad. <laughs> Hello,
1: everybody. Hello.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: creepy Crawlers commercial. Uh, in case you didn't know, the old. Well, welcome to VHS Time Machine Podcast with Joseph Stanwood. Hello. And me tony chickadee and in case you couldn't tell by the creepy crawlers (laughs) uh it is 1992 we've traveled back to today and the movie we're going to be doing is none other than single white female how exciting it's very exciting in many ways all right, let's <laughs> settle down right off the bat here. Well, tell that that's, to the movie. Yeah, that's true. All right. <laughs> um, Single White Female was released August 14th, 1992, oh. with a well earned rating of R and right. an hour and 47 minutes. Loved the whole thing. Yep, it was a wonderful film. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. But we have a quick synopsis here before we get into the trailer. Where, uh, what is it? Well, <laughs> one, uh,
0: Bridget Fonda. <laughs> Bridget Fonda needs an apartment, and so she puts an ad out there for a single white female to move in with. She goes through a couple of tenants or options, and chooses the exact wrong one: batshit crazy Jennifer Jason Lee who spends the entire time trying to become Bridget Fonda.
1: Yes, I think she should have learned a basic rule that if your roommate copies your haircut, murders the next logical step. Right. You got to be aware of that. I will wait till later, but I I like to question the fact that she advertised for a single white female.
0: Oh, you know, uh, <laughs> I didn't even think of that, <laughs> yes. and it's the fucking title. I, yeah.
1: I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. really didn't yeah. Yeah. have to. I had to read that ad. I don't know if she was saying she was a single white female or she's looking for a single white female. Yeah, now way. I
0: don't remember the ad. Maybe it was single white female seeking roommate.
1: Either way, in a, in a world where I seek colorblind justice, it's, it's not a, it's not a good title. Not no. a good ad. No, I don't care if you're white and I'm living with you. Right. Or if she's catering to the racists, they're going to say, oh, they're white, cool, I'll live with them. I don't know.
0: Well, now that you mention it, is there anything other than a white person in this whole movie? Shit. I don't think no, there I is. I don't think there is. I think there's just white after white after white. This
1: movie is It's like a book. Like looking at pages in a book. This movie's problematic. Yeah. But, hey... Well, we'll keep going. Uh, so here we go. We'll uh, play our trailer real quick, which we'll talk about after. And uh, away we go. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Ominous. In this city, oh, on
0: this street, oh, in this apartment.
1: Yeah, it says. Hi, no, it's a single well, white so John, female and seeks female. That makes sense. Okay, all right. Phew.
0: How
1: An ad for a roommate brought a stranger into Allison's life. Someone... beautiful.
0: Oh, you probably want to see it. ...who shares... Oh, I just watched the movie. I guess. A again.
1: Someone... Do you guys know when you'll be back? Uh, no, it's kind of an anniversary tonight. Really? We know who what that is. Who Where the hell have you been?
0: <gasps> Making me feel like I'm 16 years old here.
1: Someone... who borrows... I've got a surprise for you. You've gotta be kidding. I love <laughs> myself like this. It's like looking at myself. It was scary. Someone who steals.
0: Hey, sleepy guy. Allie? No, not Allie.
1: Oh. Okay. Someone who would kill to be her. How possible bloodstains.
0: Gotta help me, Grant.
1: She's a lunatic, Allie.
0: She needs me.
1: How do you lock the terror out? Don't make me come get you! When you already invited it in. Look at me! Ooh. Bridget Fonda.
0: I know you weren't yourself when you did this thing.
1: Jennifer Jason Lee. I know. I was you. Single, white, female. Living with a roommate can be murder.
0: This it back when they just didn't give a fuck about <laughs>
1: spoiling the whole movie. Oh, no. Well, there we go. And I'd like to announce for the first time since we started this, we did the trailer and everything without an error. Right. So we've actually learned something today, so that's pretty exciting.
0: Somehow, episode four, uh, we're getting
1: it. We're, we're figuring getting it, it out. Yeah. We're in. All right, so the trailer... I think you're right. It does spoil a lot of stuff. Spoils a lot of stuff. But something when I watch it that I'd like to talk about. Yes. This is this movie had a strong appearance by that movie trailer voice guy.
0: That guy must have been just rolling in dough at this point in time. How long was he
1: in in business? Well. It's funny you should ask. Again, you asked a question. What's going on today? Wow. You asked a question. I have your answer. Very good. All right. So, yes. Yeah, so, this guy, he he's the movie trailer voice guy. We all know him. The in a world guy, right? Right. Um, His name was Don LaFontaine.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I saw a documentary or something on him. There but,
1: may have oh, been. Continue. He's an American voice actor who became identified with exactly that phrase in a world where blah, 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 blah. Um, he had a couple of nicknames that I thought were interesting. <laughs> One was The Voice of God. The Voice of God? That's what people apparently called him. I guess that makes sense. He's and, present for every movie. Yeah. And uh, the other was uh Thunderthroat. Thunder, throat. Thunder throat? Yeah, Thunderthroat. Okay, uh, yep. I feel like that's what they probably called me in the back of the theater at Die Hard when <laughs> I was 14 and giving oral. Yes. Wow,
0: you went right in. You told yeah. me to hold off. Well, you dove right into well, that. Well, it's <laughs>
1: What else am I going to do? Um, Mr. Gags. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, Don LaFontaine, born in Duluth, Minnesota, August 26, 1940. Hmm. Is he still uh, alive? He is not. It's, a, it's, it's I, I know. I don't want to live in that world either, but we do. Um, basically, at the age of 13, his voice spontaneously cracked mid-sentence and became the voice we all know and love. At 14, he, he was hard. running around doing that? Yeah, apparently it says mid sense so He's like walking around going, hey, uh, hey everybody. <laughs> like, Mrs. Yeah. Fields,
0: oh. I need a redo on my test. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> 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 All right, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so he went from teenage boy soprano to that voice. Apparently just, whoa. That's That's real, cool. That was crisp. <laughs> that sounded good. I really know how to snap. We don't even right. need a sound. That was exciting. <laughs> that was good. That was real good. All right, anyway. <laughs> I'm cracking myself up today. <laughs> um so yeah. Apparently though when he was that 13 years old he became very self-conscious about his new voice until classmates would pay him to call to school as their fathers and make sick calls. Oh, that's classic. So he started making a little side money, you know, calling people out from school.
0: So this was in 1954? Yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah,
1: 1954, you know, Buddy Holly's playing. He's just like, please excuse Mr. (laughs) So-and-so.
0: We gotta go to...
1: (laughs) we just gotta go to the (laughs) doo-wop. <laughs> Do what? Uh, hey, uh, go, in, go into the soda fountain today. 50 yeah. stuff. <laughs> I'll I- have a vanilla milkshake <laughs> and a banana split. <laughs> Fucking greasers. <laughs> anyway. um, so, yeah. After high school, Don joined the Army. He was assigned to the U.S. Army Band and Chorus. That's what he did, apparently. There, he learned to become a recording engineer. After he was discharged from the Army, he moved to New York City and found work creating radio spots. Hmm. In 1964, he had a friend, Floyd Peterson, and they both started a company that created advertising spots for movies. Just a we're going to create some sp- advertising spots. Their first job came, coincidentally enough, in 1964, where they engineered radio spots for Dr. Strangelove. Hmm. His uh, first professional voice work came while working on the 1964 movie Gunfighters of Casa Grande. Ooh. Yeah. Sounds Never wonderful. heard of that. No, but it sounds wonderful. Uh there, he got his job because he filled in for the actual voice actor who was supposed to do it. So him filling in for that led to more and more voice work. And by the 1970s, he was the man when it came to voice talent in, in Hollywood. In 1976, he started his own company, titled, appropriately enough, Don LaFontaine Associates. <laughs> Not super clever there, but yep. Yeah. Um, and they produced movie trailers. And that's just solely what they did. Um he uh I don't know what I was gonna say. Yeah, anyway, sorry. In nineteen eighty one by nineteen eighty one he moved to LA, began a career as a voiceover actor, and there he stayed for at least three decades, providing voiceover narrations for at least five thousand film trailers. Yeah. And possibly as many as half a million. TV and radio spots. Oh my God! Yeah, he was everywhere. Um, he was also the announcer on America's Most Wanted, hmm. and Red Clues' guest narrator on Jeopardy. Clues, clues. <laughs> wow! Yeah, you know, he'll probably a video Daily Double or something. And
0: my mind keeps yeah. going back to him filling in for the other guy. You know, was it like? We cordially invite you to Dr. Strangelove. <laughs> and then the guy's like, i got to step out for a minute. And then this guy was like, we cordially invite uh-huh. you to watch Dr. Strangelove. Yep. And everyone was like, the other guy's fired.
1: I think that's it's it. No I think work. The, man, the man possibly committed suicide after. Yeah, I don't that know. That guy's life was over. Yes. The previous trailer yes. voice guy. It's a shame.
0: It's a shame to be that guy. Don Knotts and Andy <laughs> Griffith and... Welcome to Mayberry. Don Knotts. (laughs) In a world where (laughs) bumbling Don Knotts. I don't know where I'm going with this. Uh, uh, I just just think this guy's... Go. I I, just just think this is a ridiculous. (laughs) This needs to be made into a movie. (laughs) This man's life?
1: Or just that moment?
0: Maybe a parody. Yeah, I want to see both. I want to see the trajectory of life... (laughs) Because I feel like they must have gone wildly different. The guy who did it before, life in the dumpster, yep. this guy,
1: skyrocket. Probably yep.
0: lives in a mansion. Lived in a mansion.
1: He lived. Right. God, did he live. I bet anyway, he did. I, I
0: Seems know. like he lived just to record.
1: That's That's about all he did. He averaged six to ten recording jobs a day. A day. A day, six to ten. And some occasions he did 26 sessions in a day. He probably just took one take. Could have been. That's all he needed. One take, Don. Yeah. One take, Don. Um, Eventually he got busy that he just hired a chauffeur. Chauffeur? Chauffeur? Chauffeur. Chauffeur. (laughs) I don't know. He Chauffeur, chauffeur to drive him around to his jobs. Because why not? He had the money. Right. Why drive around LA when you can sit in the back? Sure. Um in two thousand he was honored at the con, cons, canes, can, can? con can, can, can Can. Film Festival. Yes, thank you. <laughs> um he was honored there. I I don't know what he was given. I just didn't go for that much deeper. Thanks just, for like,
0: selling us on these movies. A good job, Don. <laughs> yeah.
1: And everyone's like, All right, cool. We like you, man. Moving on. Um, In 2005, he was given a Lifetime Achievement Award at the Hollywood Reporter's Key Arts Awards. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So people appreciate old Don. I do. Did. Do still. In August 2008, he was brought to Cedarside Eye Medical Center in Los Angeles because he had a pulmonary embolism. And by September 1st, he was no more at the age of 68. Oh, man. The cause of death was a pneumothorax or collapsed lung. So kind of ironic, he made his
0: yeah. He uh, talked himself to death. Holy shit! <laughs> Can you do that? I don't know. He did. Sounds like it. I'm, n- you... I'm not a doctor. I could. I I am a doctor. Yeah. And uh, that's my prognosis. Maybe at
1: thirteen, he made a deal with the devil for that voice. I think so. And the probably. devil came. Came for came his call soul him. at that moment.
0: Now, what year was that that he passed away?
1: 2008.
0: Have there been any trailers since then that featured yes. a new voice? Oh, I thought you said there
1: were been any trailers since <laughs> then.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no. I haven't seen one yeah, since they also, 2008. He's
1: dead. They just stopped. Screw it. We're done. <laughs> we're done. No more trailers.
0: No, but for real, did they just stop having anyone speak in trailers? Because I don't, I don't know. see it anymore. No, I don't know if they've found a replacement or not. They were like, the man's dead, and we're never going to have a voiceover again. Yeah. A narrator.
1: Yeah. If you want to visit his grave, he's buried at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery.
0: Is there a like little button you can press that's like, welcome to Don Di- Fontaine's grave? <laughs>
1: <laughs> maybe. Maybe it's... In yeah. a world where I no longer exist, in the ground, <laughs> in a casket, six feet <laughs> below your feet, <laughs> in the afterlife.
0: I gotta say, if that doesn't exist, then it should. They're missing out.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's Don LaFontaine. He's the movie. Th- he's the movie trailer voice guy. We hear them all the time in these old trailers, and I figured, what? We better just pay a little tribute to them, because beyond that, there wasn't much to talk about in the single white female trailer. It was. No. No. It is what it is. It just tells you the whole movie. Yep. Nothing
0: too special.
1: All right. Taglines. Yeah. Oh, we love our taglines here at the VHS. I think this one probably
0: machine. had some good ones.
1: Well, well, we'll, we'll we will see. Trailer, here we go. I thought, yeah. You ready? Okay. Allie's new roommate is about to uh, borrow a few things without asking. Her clothes? Her boyfriend. Her life. Yeah. Yep. There you go. A little long, but good. Oh, you think that one was long? Oh, no. Just wait. All right. Here's another one. How do you lock the terror out when you already invited it in? I think that was in the trailer, actually. Were
0: wasn't both of these in the trailer? They may have been. Seems like the trailer was shit. just taglines.
1: Shit! Now that I, this long one was in the trailer, now that I think about it. <laughs> Son of a bitch. So
0: you're reading? I'm reading Don the script La-
1: from the trailer.
0: Don LaFontaine already read. <laughs>
1: oh, shit! I'm reading his words, man. You gotta live up. All right, so yeah, now now that I think about it, this long one here is definitely in the. Tra- it's in the beginning of the trailer. Oh. In this city On this street In this apartment An ad for a roommate Brought a stranger Into Allison's life Someone who shares Someone who borrows Someone who schemed To be her Yep It's a pretty long one Yep And then I found another one Living with a roommate Can be murder Yeah I like that That's a good one yeah, that's that's And I think he also says that At the Shit. end of the trailer <laughs> All right, well, as always, I found some ones that were rejected. Okay. Um, We'll see what happens. All right, single white female. Here we go. You have to admit, that haircut kind of looks better on the crazy lady. Yeah. yeah. That's one that got rejected. I don't <laughs> get it. Uh, another one that got rejected. For the record, this would never happen with dudes. It's true. Yeah. It's true. So. That's, you know. You don't borrow my clothes. I don't borrow your clothes. Um, The last one I found that got rejected, Oral is still Oral if she's crazy, right?
0: That one, they could have put that one on there. I think a lot of people can get behind that.
1: Yeah, so those are the three that I found that were rejected. Hmm. Take them or leave them. That's how they go. Take them. (laughs) <laughs> All right. <laughs> Seal of approval. Pretty good. Stamp. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> All right. All right. So we'll get a little bit into the cast. Bridget Fonda. Are you ready? Who played Allison Jones in this movie? Bridget Jane Fonda, middle name, you know. Of Is she related? Of she course. Yes. She was born January 27, 1964, in L.A. Mm-hmm. Her grandfather was Henry Fonda. Her father was Peter Fonda, oh, and uh, the niece of Jane Fonda. Okay, all right. So there you go. Um, Jane, Jane, Bridget Fonda's mother's name was Susan. She was an artist. Hmm. Never heard of her, so I guess who gives a shit, really, right? Yeah, who cares? Yeah, fuck her. F- fuck her. I bet it's terrible art. I'm oh, gonna right. look it up. She's probably yeah, you Susan Fonda art. Yeah, we'll see what that looks like. Um, when Bridget was a child, her parents divorced. And her father married a lady named Portia Rebecca Crockett. Um, they, she, they, she grew up with her brother, Justin, and stepbrother, Thomas McGain Jr. She attended Wesley School for Girls and then uh, became interested in acting while she was at that school. However, her first appearance on screen was way before that. She made her debut in the 1969 movie Easy Rider with her dad. Theater Fonda, where she betrayed a child in a hippie commune. Hmm, it's very exciting. Good for Our, her. Yeah, her first stage performance was in uh, her school theater production of Harvey. Oh, I like Harvey. It's one yeah. of my favorite movies. Is it? Yeah. I did not know that about you. That's kind of odd. Yeah. yeah. You like like Harvey? It's a great movie. It's a big ra- Invisible Rabbit.
0: Yeah. It's a fun movie. Never seen it. What? Yeah, it's pretty fun. You know, there's uh, some gags in there. Jimmy Stewart's pretty... Yeah? Uh, he's just a nice guy. Yeah? He walks around with him.
1: So I tell rabbit. you, there's, there's a rabbit. Oh.
0: oh. Yeah. There's a rabbit. <laughs> 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 now listen here, Potter. <laughs> <laughs> it's invisible. <laughs>
1: All right, my terrible Jim. Uh, what's his name? Yeah, but it's fun to do. Jimmy yeah, Stewart. It is. All right, well, there you go. Um... um So, yeah, in Harvey. Then she went to New York University, studied uh, acting, all that good stuff, and uh, got her first major role in the 1988 film Scandal. Scandal? She played a showgirl named Mandy Rice Davies.
0: So, in 88, she got her big break. Yeah. So, she was like
1: 24? Uh, she 1964, 24, yes. Yes. Good math. Hey, Good thanks. math. She also had some minor roles in the movie Shag. Okay. It's a great movie. It is? She's quite beautiful in that movie. Shag yeah. This come before or after single white female? Before. Oh, okay. Before it it was an HBO classic. I think it had Phoebe Cates, if I remember right. Oh. Just a bunch of girls in the sixties going out and having fun at the beach or something. It was, hmm. There's shag the there's dancing and stuff. I don't remember. Was uh I just remember Bridget Fonda in it. Was La Fontaine there? He might have been. On the Spirit. beach running around. Could've you girls been. want to play volleyball. <laughs> <laughs> volleyball. Mind if I put some lotion on your back? <laughs> In a world where you say yes to going out with me. <laughs> I wonder if that's how he did it. <laughs> I'd say yes. Sure. I'd be like, oh, all right. Oh, it's you. Yeah, all right. But then you're out with him, and he just narrates everything. Yes. <laughs> all right. She uh, was in You Can't Hurry, Love. Okay. Mm-hmm. Never seen it. Eh, neither have I. Um uh, But her, I guess, breakthrough role, when people noticed her, was when she played um, the journalist there. I can't remember her name. In Godfather Part 3.
0: Oh. Yeah.
1: So that's when people noticed her. And then uh, things took off for her from there. And that's as far as I went. Hmm. Well, this was a good
0: movie. I think, uh,
1: Hmm.
0: I mean, you don't see much of her anymore. When did her career die?
1: I think she just kind of... Retired. She just stopped. She's had enough. Okay. I think I saw an interview with her a while ago where she, yeah, she was just like, I don't want to do it anymore. I'm done. Life's crazy. Sure. Yeah. And she she did what she wanted to do and moved along. Probably made tons of money and yeah,
0: all made, set now.
1: Yeah. So, so she's fine. All right. Um, We can do a little Jennifer Jason Lee. Lee, Lee if you'd like to. Yeah, I would like to do Whoa. a little... Jesus. Jennifer Jason Leigh. All right. Well, she <laughs> played Hedra Carlson, the crazy one. She was the crazy one. She was born Jennifer Lee Morrow, February second, nineteen sixty-two. She was born to Vic Morrow, an actor, and uh, Barbara Turner in L.A. Um, Vic Morrow again was an actor. I already said that, and Turner was a screenwriter. They divorced when she was two years old. And Vic Morrow would go on to die in the filming of The Twilight Zone. He did? Yeah. The movie? Yeah. How did he die? Have you never heard of this? No. He got head... Decapitated? In a helicopter. Have you, have you seen Twilight Zone, the movie? Yeah. He's the dude who's the racist in the beginning. <sighs> and he ends up becoming the different races as he's jumping around time. All right, hold on. Let me make sure I'm
0: thinking of the right movie. John Lithgow on the plane.
1: Yeah, that's Twilight Zone. That's the last story. What are the other stories in there? There's three? Going from the back, yep. there's the Lithgow. Okay. Then there's the kid who can make anything happen.
0: Oh, yes, with the TV and yep, the, yep. the crazy yep. cartoon.
1: And then there's the old people that turn into kids. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. yep.
1: And then there's this one where the guy's a racist and he's going around. He... Suddenly, starts jumping around. At time becomes all the races he was spewing hatred about.
0: Why don't I remember that one?
1: I don't know. I'm gonna have to. Look I wish it up. you would, because the man died doing it. But, yeah, a poor uh, man. Yeah, it's a shame. But yes, apparently there was a helicopter crash on set. There was a Vietnam thing, and they the helicopter crash killed him and two kids. Holy shit! Uh, it was a whole thing, I guess. How did um, you die? Oh, this dude. Okay. Yeah.
0: Does he eventually end up on a Nazi yeah. ship? Yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a train car. Oh. I might be... I think that story <laughs> put is... put the
1: shoes on cruise ships.
0: No, uh, oh. they're, I think I'm getting confused with an
1: episode of Twilight Zone. Oh, okay, Zone. all right. So,
0: they do kind of the same thing. <laughs> yeah. But on the TV show, the guy ends up on, like, a German boat, huh. and uh, they get sunk. We have a nice
1: cruise for you to the Caribbean.
0: (laughs) Yeah, right? Yeah.
1: Anyway, (laughs) I don't know where I'm going with that one. Anyway, the guy died. He's (laughs) he's dead, dead. decapitated. She mourned, I'm sure. Um, Yeah, but she she didn't keep his last name. Well, no, she did not. And uh, I'm not sure why. Why add the Jason also? Well... Again, I've got you covered here. All this right. is cra- crazy. Very good. All right. All right. So anyway, she began her career as an actress at the age of nine. Yeah. She was in a movie called Death of the Stranger. Okay. Um, and then she went to high school, did some acting. Then she changed her name to Jennifer Jason Lee to honor her family friend, Jason Robards. <laughs> he must have stood in as a father figure or something. And just said, I, even when her dad got get
0: Decapitated. No going back. No, no more. Let me I, honor this guy. This guy. And <laughs> <No>, never. <laughs> so this. maybe Viggo
1: was a real piece of shit. Yeah, I don't and know. Maybe
0: he wasn't playing a character.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> Jason Robards as, in, as was in Something Wicked This Way Comes, um, and also the HBO daytime classic Max Dugan returns.
0: Max Dugan returns yeah. sounds very familiar. Yeah, it was
1: always on HBO. I can't... I don't remember if it was Matthew Broderker's in it or somebody else. I don't remember who was in it with him. But I remember Jason Robards in it.
0: (laughs) No, I've never seen this
1: movie. This was always on HBO during the day when I was a kid. Max Dugan returns. Who the
0: fuck is Max
1: Dugan? He's the guy. He returns. Oh, my God. Yeah, so... wasn't a bad movie. All right, so... She went to some acting classes. Got her big role first role at the age of 16 where she played the anorexic teenager casey pavel in a television movie called best little girl in the world and where she was anorexic i guess a little was quite literal that right you know we
0: started this and i wondered who we were going to offend this time considering there's so many white people in this movie and uh I think we're starting to get there. We're we
1: getting with the eating disorders. Or? Yeah, let's All get right. into well, that. Oh <laughs> well, she was little. What am I going to say? Uh, she she dropped she dropped eighty six pounds under medical supervision for this part. What? Hardcore at sixteen, even she was a hardcore actress. She dropped eighty six pounds. Wow. So she was little. I'm not exaggerating. She was. And with that commitment She could be the best actress Or the best little girl in the world <laughs> I think it's I don't think I'm far off from that
0: No Sounds um,
1: sounds good Her early film comp- Comprised of roles That were of uh, Were basically usually fragile And weak individuals She kind of had that thing about her I guess um, I'm just going to sniff <laughs> What's wrong with me um, Quit doing that cocaine Yeah <laughs> Just trying to cover, make it cooler. Because everyone knows cocaine just, is cool. Just doing a line on the table here. Do that go, kids. Uh, <laughs> Alright, so. She played a mute, blind, and deaf rape victim. I don't know what I mean. happened. <laughs> 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 this made me laugh for some reason. In a movie she... called Eyes of a Stranger. Okay. I just <laughs> That that one is not on Joseph Stanwood for him laughing. I just I'm laughing said. Laughing because you're laughing. I just said, blef, deaf, blind, and rape, and it just made me laugh. It's <laughs> <I was> just <laughs> like, Jesus.
0: Like, the worse it got, the funnier like, my it My cheeks was were to you. expanding because <laughs> I was like, holding the like, oh. laughter.
1: So that's why he. That's, that one's not on him. So if we're going to get any letters, uh, address them to me, I guess.
0: I do have one terrible joke, though. Oh, no. Um. So. If she lost all that weight to play an anorexic,
1: did oh, she no. cut out her eyes to be blind? Yeah, I've yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> did she? Uh... I don't think she. Put her fingers in her ear to be deaf.
0: No medically supervised um, uh, rapes or. Jesus. Uh,
1: the, now that one is on Joseph Standwood. That everybody. one is that, on, that one's on, on me. I didn't say that. Hey, oh, I'm sweating now. I said medically supervised. Yeah. <laughs> well, <if> it's, <laughs> it's official. It's <laughs> the doctor just there, hmm. <laughs> stroking his chin. We will do it now. <laughs> That's enough, all right. Anyway, Yuck. all right um get her she uh played the course in fast times of Ridgemont high Oh, I, that's the She's, I've seen that, but everyone loves it. I love it, I think it was all right, I love it. I just never rewatched it well, at some point you should yeah, and I'm then sure she will. uh. Played a princess who was kidnapped <laughs> and raped by mercenaries in the movie Flesh and Blood. Oh no! <laughs> she does a lot of victims. Is what I said earlier, I guess. So, um, in 1990, her uh, career really took off as she got a bunch of awards for her portrayal of two prostitutes in two different films. The first being a prostitute named Tralala in Last Exit to Brooklyn, and Susie, a teenage prostitute in Miami Blues, in which she uh, starred opposite Alec Baldwin. So it's nice to see she survived it anyway. Right. Yes. Um, <laughs> oh, that would
0: have been the perfect time for for one of these. Whoa, shit. <laughs> you got to hold it closer. Remember the thing about the ads? Yeah. It would have been the perfect time for one of these.
1: Jesus. Right?
0: Don't you think? <laughs> yeah. I think.
1: Maybe <laughs> Sorry, I was a little late. Closer so we could hear it. You couldn't hear it? I'll oh. do it again. Hold on. Oh, there we go. It's All a right. gun. It is a gun. It's a soundboard. Because uh, he shot somebody. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Oh. <laughs> it was Sorry. more like a
0: jet shot, wasn't it? Chet shot. <laughs> Chet shot. Chet shot. shot. I don't know where
1: the person was shot. Right, anyway. <laughs> Jesus. Um, and then her role in single wife female got her great reviews. Um, she's often compared to Johnny Depp with her ability to uh, completely lose herself in characters. So she's a talented lady. Yeah. She's, she's recent great. in that new season there of Hunters on Prime. She's, she's in, in that. that? She's awesome in it. I haven't watched it. It's great. Big fan of Jennifer Jason Lee anyway.
0: Al Pacino in that one, that show, Hunters.
1: Yeah, plays a Jewish man. Hua, Hua ve. Why'd you <Hula>? do that? Because <laughs> Oi <oy> vey. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> that's that's Yiddish.
0: A, but isn't Hua like what he says all the time?
1: Yeah, but then I added the V because oh. he plays a Jewish man. Oh, uh, oh in, the, in that show, in the show, yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> I don't know. Whoa, cavolt. Yeah. I don't know where we're going. I don't know. Either. <laughs> um, some other people in the movie: Steven Weber was Sam. Uh, most uh, known for the show Wings, probably. And the uh, TV Hamburger Hill
0: adaptation of, of the, Shining. the Shining.
1: Yep. Hamburger Hill, Dracula Dead and Loving It.
0: Oh, yeah. I He's forgot he was
1: in that. Yes. And then another person was uh, Stephen Toblowski. Toblowski? I'm sure he'd <laughs> rather me say Toblowski. But maybe... Maybe it is Toblowski. Yeah. Bolo-ski. uh Toblowski. Sorry, Tobolowski. I can't read. Toblowski. He played Mitchell Myers, and he was the, her boss, the sexually harassing creepy oh, boss. That guy was great. Yeah. Fucking bitch. Yeah,
0: you fucking. You bitch. fucking bitch. How many times did he get to say that <laughs> fucking bitch? Right. <laughs> he says it so much.
1: Where, to me, he's more known as this. See I you know this. Him. Phil. <laughs> yes.
0: Hey, Phil. Phil? Phil Connors? Phil Connors, I thought that was you. Hi, how you doing? Thanks for watching. Hey, hey. Now, don't you tell me you don't remember me, because I sure as heck fire remember you.
1: <laughs> Not a chance.
0: <laughs> Ned! Ryerson!
1: So, there you go. Ned Needle Ryerson. Ned. Yes. Ned the head. <laughs>
0: Doesn't he also say, like, uh... My friend says this all the time. Watch that first step. <laughs> yeah, it's a, guy, a doozy. Because yeah, Bill Murray
1: steps in a puddle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That guy's fantastic. Yes. Yeah, fucking bitch. I forgot about that, actually. Yes. Fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Lived our dream. Um, not really. Our dream. <laughs> our a fucking bitch. Uh,
0: <laughs> we're just going to be trading. Uh, yeah. sl- I take no yeah. ownership of that. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Mo- moving on. Uh, You're not wo- going to
0: know who to hate by the end of this, this is, one, folks. This is,
1: yeah, this is getting a little weird. <laughs> written by Don Roos. Okay. He's basically written on uh, various TV shows, and the only movie, really, movies, I should say, of note from our little time period we look at, it would be uh, Boys on the Side, True Barrymore. Nope. Eh, yeah, we're men. We wouldn't. Haven't seen it. Uh, SWF. Nope. Um, That's single white female. <laughs> oh. I tricked you. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> oh, shit. It's an abbreviation. Yeah, but
0: how many circles is this talked about in get that they here. have to... <laughs> <Yeah>. I <laughs> got <laughs> <'em>. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> oh, no, I can't get the fucking cell... Yeah! <laughs> yeah! All right.
1: Uh, that movie, This movie, he wrote a screenplay, adapted it from a novel by John Lutz. We'll get into that later, probably. We'll see. John Lutz? Yeah. John Lutz. Okay. Directed by Barbette Schrader? Schroeder.
0: Her name is Barbette?
1: I thought it was a dude, Barbette. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. I didn't look into it. I just it just sounded I'm like assuming a feminine gender name at this point. I don't know. I yeah. We don't You're know. Right. Anyway, don't know. direct fuck. They directed Barfly. Okay. A Mickey Rourke movie? Nope. Desperate Measures? Yes. Michael Keaton hospital thriller? Yeah, I like that one. Yeah. Uh, Kiss of Death. Nicolas Cage bench press on a woman.
0: Is this um with David Caruso? David Caruso and Am I thinking of the wrong movie? The one with... What's her name? She's very tall. (laughs) The actress. She's in... Other movies?
1: Sure. The Fly? Gina Davis? Yeah. I don't... No, that's... uh, Long Kiss Goodnight. Long Kiss Goodnight, goodnight, yes. Kiss of Death is like... Nicolas Cage is like a gangster. He's just this giant... She's just swollen, steroided to hell. Right, and... David
0: Caruso. I hate that guy. Yeah. He sucks.
1: Yep. And then uh, they also directed uh, Reversal of Fortune, where he won. they won Best Director in 1991. Hmm. Reversal of Fortune with Jeremy Irons, about Klaus von Bülow, killed no. his wife or something. I don't what? Remember. Yeah. Yeah. True story? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. True story. True story.
0: Cool. I'll have to check it out.
1: So, yeah, that's the people who made the movie, basically, um, since we're in the writers. Some favorite quotes. You fucking <laughs> bitch. <laughs> <laughs> we have established that one. The thing is, he
0: just said it so authentically yep. multiple times. Yes. <laughs> and then he throws Jennifer Jason Leigh, and what does he say? Uh Bridget Fonda says, "Like, watch out. She could she, watch out for her." And he's like, "Don't
1: worry, I took care of that bitch." Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's so weird to see Needlenose Ned say yeah, these saying. things. I
1: love it. Um, we have one where Allison. It's in the preview where she's, "Be careful, she's crazy." That's a mm-hmm. famous quote from that movie. Though I think maybe Hedra is saying, and the whole rest of the world is crazy. Yeah, what was her deal?
0: She was nuts. She has or, issues. or if the rest of the world is nuts, maybe we don't know. She don't does know. kill a puppy, so I don't blame her. To be honest, I know <laughs> <laughs> kind of
1: my favorite Tony, totally famous
0: movie. for h- hating pup puppies, hating my
1: dog, yeah, hating so. your dog. Yeah, so I definitely could understand that. Oh, so I man. don't know if I'd throw her off a balcony. She's very
0: manipulative love. though, because yeah. she th- somehow turns it around on Stephen Weber. Yeah.
1: She's a nutcase, man. Um, We we have this from Hedra. Okay. Did you know that identical twins are never really identical? There's always one who's prettier, and the one who's not does all the work.
0: (laughs) Yep. That seems kind of true based on the twins that went to my high school. Yeah? Yeah, one of them was not as attractive as the other, and... She did all the work, she and the other the one work. had all the
1: fun. Oh, all right. It's true. Oh, there we go. So, again, I don't think Hedra necessarily is the crazy one in this movie.
0: But do you think she went nuts at the death of her twin?
1: Was that the story? She killed her twin or something. Oh, she killed I the twin? I got the thing she killed the twin.
0: Oh. So she was just crazy or from maybe being upset?
1: Or maybe the died. To be honest, maybe I didn't pay enough attention to this movie. No. I don't I, remember.
0: No. I, I didn't either. I, right.
1: I missed that. <laughs> I missed the backstory there. We're only talking about it. Why pay attention?
0: I mean, I just uh, didn't realize how she got yeah. crazy. I assumed she snapped and needed a buddy. Yep. Because her sister died.
1: Yep. Um, and then there's this last one, which is a classic. Allie, he came in my mouth... <laughs> <laughs> and he tried to beat the shit out of me yeah. because I wanted to tell you, you know, it was an accident. But he deserved it. Yeah. 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 That's a good one. I mean, we've all. So again, I don't. I don't think she's the crazy one. <laughs> what we've, I, I'm sure you've had a man come in your mouth, and the only thing to do is to kill him with a shoe, right? I well, mean... they always threaten to kill
0: you. Yeah. They're the... always like, "You tell anyone about this, I'll fucking Whoa.
1: kill you." Whoa.
0: That's what they tell you. Don LaFontaine did. Oh, all right, <laughs> Don.
1: Wow, good for you. Good for you. Um, so yeah, so our quotes, soundtrack. There was one famous song on the soundtrack. There was. There was. Um, and that would be the sadness part one by Enigma. How's it go? The one with the Gregorian. <laughs> the pipes go boop, boop, boop. It's going sadness, dimoire. <laughs> no? I think I've heard it, All right. or I at least heard it in at the, the movie. It's the risk of being kicked off of whatever. Here we go. We'll play two seconds. Ten you... seconds. Shit. Okay, skip ahead. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. Yeah, All right. Yeah. Now let's talk about it. Now we're under fair use. And I think we're good to go. So, yeah, that song would be the big hit from the movie on that soundtrack. Uh, Enigma, is the people who wrote it. A husband and wife duo. Michael and Sandra Cretu. Hmm. Yeah. Cretu. Yeah. Um, it's, the song is actually the first. It's called Sad... It's sadness, but it's spelled like Sade Sade, like the Marquis de Sade. Are they are they Sodness? Sp- are they French? Maybe. Are they French people? Sure. Okay. Sure. Cray two? Sure. I'm yeah. going along with it. Um Sulk Sadness, Part One. It's the first of three parts that all together make an eleven and a half minute track called Principles of Lust. So it's like the devastator. Transformer of songs. Bunch of constructicons or songs Mm -hmm. make up a megabot. But
0: they just included part one in this? Yeah. They didn't want
1: to. I've never heard the other two parts. I remember the first one on the radio, but the other two I've never heard before.
0: But I mean, were the other two on the soundtrack? No. Oh. No. That seems strange. (laughs) I don't know. Okay.
1: Part two is called Find Love. And uh Part three is called Sodness. Reprise. (laughs) So it sounds like it's only really two parts. One (laughs) part repeats what the first part said. Sadness. Sadness. Find love. Sadness. Again. The the sadness, again, they combine the words sod and sadness because the Marquis de Sade, who, as we know, was a French novelist whose sexual activities gave us the word sadism. Right. Enjoyed some stuff, I guess. He believes sex had to be painful in order to be pleasurable. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you? yeah? Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Huh, yeah. Doesn't everyone? Yeah, of course. You got to get flogged. You yeah. got to put on your
0: leather yeah. hat or yeah. or not hat, but I, I, it's not really a kicked helmet, is it? It's a mask. Right. With the zipper. Yeah. Right. Get
1: kicked in the nuts.
0: Get kicked in the nuts. Yeah. Flogged. I hear you. Get your uh, nipples twisted.
1: I'm starting to sweat a little. Right? Um,
0: That's what everyone does, right? Yeah.
1: All right. So, the Gregorian chant we just heard in this song was a uh, recording of the Capel Antiqua Choir based in Munich. And when this song became a hit, the choir, of course, sued Enigma for using their music. <laughs> <laughs> They didn't go somewhere <laughs> no. and like be like, please record this for me? <laughs> no, These they, idiots. They just used the recording. <laughs> um, they settled the case. Both sides got money. It, uh, the song spent 18 weeks on the Billboard Hot 100 chart and peaked April 6, 1991 at number five.
0: You know, it's weird. I don't remember hearing it on the radio ever.
1: Oh, I do completely. Really? Yeah. Maybe I was a little more into painful sex than you at the time. I mean, you were like, yeah. what, eight? Uh, How old was I? Yeah, uh, I was eight. 1992? Yeah, I was into it. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's what they do. Yeah, all right. Cool. <laughs> all right. Um, The musical score is written by Howard Shore, who's a famous guy. Mrs. Doubtfire, or Silence of the Lambs. Yep. Big, The Fly, all that kind of stuff. Right. So that's the music of the movie. It's very exciting stuff. Yeah, dude. Did well. Did yeah. a good job. Don't really even remember the music in the movie, but... No, there's too not many... iconic. Too many uh, lady parts. Whoa. Whoa. In this yeah. film. There were. There were. More than I remembered, actually. Yeah. I did not remember the movie being that way. It's nice. Wow. <laughs> <All right>. Okay. <laughs> it's nice. pretty good. It's good. It was a welcome...
0: I, I figured 1992, they're not going to show anything. Yeah. But then I was like, <laughs> whoa. Yeah. All
1: right. So, remember when? Remember when? I was 18 years old and working in a the infamous Cinema 4 movie theater. Right. What were you? 8? Eight?
0: Eight. 8. So eight. I I would have uh, gone there to that theater to see single white female. <laughs> <laughs> to see single white female. I was probably dragged there on a sex date.
1: Yeah, you know. See, I get it. <laughs> Oh, I probably mo- took your ticket, so. What other movies <laughs> I said, were out Have then. at it, sir. This uh,
0: Jog my memory as yeah. to what other movies came out in 92.
1: Oh, we'll get there. Okay, okay, okay. I would have been in elementary school. Oh, you're going to be, yeah, just wait. It's a and good cinema list. Cinema 4. It's a good list. A lot of the ones we've done so far, some are weirdos. I don't even know what that is. Oh, okay. These are hits. Good, good, good. Yeah, good. you're in. So, what happened the week Single Wife Female came out, you ask? Yes. August 7th, Orlando Magic signs number one draft pick Shaquille O'Neal. Wow. There you go. It was that day. August 8th, Metallica band member James Hetfield suffers second and third degree burns during a pyrotechnic explosion on stage at Olympic Stadium in Montreal. Cool. Badass. I think that was the one where there was a riot because Guns N' Roses refused to play and Turned into a mess something like this
0: that. This before Axel Rose's fat years.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is when he was at the height of his powers. Right. Um, August 8th, the original U.S. Dream Team wins the basketball gold medal at the Barcelona Olympics. 117 to 85 over Croatia. Jeez. That's right. Blowout. That's right. It wasn't even close, man. <laughs> America. <laughs> Um, August 12th, Canada, Mexico, and the United States announced completion of negotiations for the North American Free Trade Agreement, NAFTA, as we call it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Things going on at the time. Top 10 songs for the week the movie came out. Are you ready? Yeah. 10. Too Funky by George Michael. Too Funky. I don't remember that one at all.
0: George Michael.
1: Yeah. Too funky. No, yeah. it's not ringing a bell. No. Giving Him Something He Can Feel by In Vogue. <laughs> Giving Him Something He Can Feel. <laughs> oh, all right. Oh. Number eight Life is a Highway. Oh, yeah. By Tom uh, Cochran. I didn't know his name, but. Yeah. yeah. Life is a Highway. Know the song. Is that a one hit wonder? I think he was, yeah. yeah. Good for him. Hey. Became a song in cars. Probably made some cash. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Um, number seven, Just Another Day by John Cicada. Just Another Day? Don't, no clue. Okay. Hmm. Number six, Achy Breaky Heart by Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> there nice. it was. Wow. Yep. Number six in the country Holy that shit. week in 1992. So when you were eight years old, you probably loved that song.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. actually yeah. remember. My family moved into the house uh, that they currently live in, and it it was under renovation, under construction, and that song was playing on the radio while I got to tear down some shiva.
1: Oh, that's the way to listen to that song. That's man (laughs) shit. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Number five, November Rain by Guns N' Roses. Um, Number four. End of the road, boys to men.
0: End of the road, how's that one go?
1: Although we've come to the end, end of, of the, the road. road.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. you get <laughs> okay. it. Oh
1: I can't <laughs> let go. It's so natural. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This song gets to brought up some bad memories for me. Oh no. Oh well. Three. Baby 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 by TLC baby 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 that's all i know i don't know that's not enough to go on all right number two baby got back by sir mix a lot
0: Mm -hmm. never
1: heard of it no what's that (laughs) um number one this used to be my playground by madonna how's that one go This used to be my playground, used to be, this used to be my childhood home, this used to be the place I ran to, (laughs) and so forth. It was the song, why it would have been number one at the time, because it was the song from A League of Their Own. So again, soundtrack songs, they get big. That movie's got Gina Davis. I should have picked that got one. Gina Davis, yes. <laughs> Shit. So there you go. So yeah, so those are your top ten songs. August whatever nineteen ninety two. Wow. Top ten TV shows. Number ten. As always Murder She Wrote.
0: Just oh, yeah. always
1: showing up. Old people love they're always watching that apparently.
0: You know, I watched some of that not too long ago. It, I, yeah, it's on go? Tubi go, 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 Angela right.
1: Lansbury just yeah. she makes, you, she makes you stutter <laughs> just a little. Revs well, my engine. I get it. I get it. I'm not going to say I haven't. Hey, Mrs. You know. Potts. Yeah. Mrs. Potts. Come on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> she makes tea. Yeah. Make tea in her Pour pot. that shit uh, on my balls. Wow. <laughs> 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 Rest in peace. Everyone Angela. does that, it's right? Very, yeah. It's a thing everyone does. Uh, yeah. it be your pain pleasure it's thing. It's a sexy right? thing, yeah, right? I got you. Pour that boiling hot tea yeah, Ran right on my dick. Right
0: oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Ran laughs> on my boner.
1: Boner. <laughs> okay. Um, there we go. Street Stories, number eight. CBA. I have no idea what that is. Never heard of it. Subtle. We're
0: 60 minutes on
1: this list? <laughs> <laughs> Settle the score. Got to be coming up. Number seven, settle the score. Okay. Number six, Blossom. Oh, yeah. Blossom. Maya, what's her name? she got a weird name, right? Bialik or something. The or cops not? are coming. Yeah, something like Why that. Why the cops? I always d- have to interrupt. Because I live in the hood. That's true. Number five, 60 Minutes. Yeah. So the number five show that week was 60. Minutes. Jeez. Just, we're just hungry for the news. Always there. Um, number four, Coach. Coach, yeah. Craig T. Nelson. Craig T.
0: Nelson. He was great.
1: I like that show.
0: And the other guy, his uh, buddy there, the tall blonde dude, who yeah. would go on to play the voice of Patrick Starr
1: Whoa. in SpongeBob. There we go. What's his name? Don't know. Never I don't knew. Uh. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Number three, good night, sweet wife. What? Mm. Okay. Number two, home improvement. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> it's a good show. Hey there, neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna <get> a drill. <laughs> and I can't really use. It. I'm gonna have sparks fly. Is that your Wilson I'm impression? Laugh. <laughs> no, I'm just. Who is it? I don't know. I'm oh. just <laughs> <laughs> recapping the show in a weird voice. <laughs> Needs more power. <laughs> more power. More ah, power. Ah, ah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> just. <laughs>
1: Anyway. Didn't, uh,
0: so that's where Pamela Ander- Anderson yes. got her
1: start. Yes, she did. Okay. Uh, number one. The number one show this week from 1992 was Roseanne. Of course. Uh, Pretty good show
0: at the time. I liked it. Never a fan of that show. No? No.
1: I, I was, think I was stressed out by their poverty, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't like it. Didn't like that lifestyle.
0: You know what? I don't remember a single funny thing, though I used to watch it for (laughs) the laughs. I don't remember a single laugh. I remember one episode where they find out that uh, Aunt Jackie's boyfriend hit her, and then Dan goes to beat him up. I was like, yeah, Yeah, get him, John Goodman. All right. Terrible memory of that show. <laughs> That's
1: all it was about. So no, sorry, <laughs> just abuse. Yeah, and we laughed. Oh, I did to... we laugh? Oh, man,
0: <laughs> look at these poor motherfuckers. <laughs> They're so
1: poor. <laughs> That's what makes it funny, right? All right. Um, top ten movies. Now to answer your question of earlier. Yes. This week, 1992. I was working in the movie theater, so I remember all of these well. Okay. Number ten, Buffy. The Vampire Slayer. Yeah, I love that movie. Yes. Number nine, Sister Act. Sister Act. Sister Act. Yes. Yeah, that was a fun movie, too. Yeah. Had the hot nun in it. Whoopi? No, not Whoopi. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> she was like the little lady, the little one. The little one? I like to look like kids, apparently. It's, oh, I, no. no I mean, oh, no. No, she didn't look like a kid. She, oh, she no, no. She was just short. <laughs> she was just short.
0: Jesus Christ! All right, I'm looking up the casts.
1: That's what I said after. Oh no! How
0: yeah. <laughs> did we done?
1: Who was the hot? She's the hot nun. Let me see the. Hold on. I'll, Kathy and the Jimmy? No, not Kathy <laughs> Jimmy. Jimmy. Uh, sister
0: act. Her... Oh, that one. Yeah. What else
1: was she in? I don't even know. This lady. Yeah, she was weirdly hot to me. I don't know. I think she was in Willow. Was she? I'm not saying there was a masturbation alert there. I'm just saying she I well, think she she good was, as a nun. Uh,
0: I think she was the daughter of Bath Mora in was Willow, she? and she was pretty uh, hot in
1: that. Yeah, I like, liked her as a nun. Could have been. Did some things for me. But uh, you said no masturbation? No masturbation alert on that one, though. Hmm. I think that'd be crossing a... Big line, masturbating to sister act. Why? It just doesn't seem right. You don't. <laughs> no. You don't like
0: take a match and no. light your pubic hair on fire no. while you j-o to some sister act. No, that I don't do. Hmm. You've not lived then. I'll have to give it a
1: go <laughs> when I get home. <laughs> You're gonna have to try it. Yeah, I'll record it. Let um, your balls
0: burn.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Eight. Whispers in the dark. I don't even remember that movie, but. It's called a hell job, too. By the oh, way. a hell
0: job. Yeah. Oh It's when you light your balls on fire and J-O to some nuns. Nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I can't i got to stop calling it jo I don't yeah, really like that. That sounds worse. I don't like it. Yeah, it just sounds worse. <laughs> I'm saying it, and I don't like I don't really need
1: to say jerk off. <laughs> stop, J-O. stop saying J-O. Yeah, it's fucked up. Man. Sorry. All right. I agree, though. Uh, number seven, Mo Money. Mo oh, Money. Don't think I ever saw that. Damien uh, Wayans. Wayans? Damien yeah. Wayans, whatever his name is. Uh, number six, Honey, I Blew Up the Kid. The worst one. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it is. What are you gonna do? We can't all be winners. Now, number five, there it is—a league of their own. Yeah, Not the women's baseball league. J O to that one.
0: <laughs>
1: no, I don't remember J and Oing to that one. Um, number four, raising Cain. Oh, is so it was like with John Lithgow. He's is like...
0: it where he's like a pastor and? Have we talked about this before? No. No.
1: Raising Kane. I think he's got like an evil twin or something like that. I don't remember. Oh, yeah, it was something like that. Hmm. Number three, Three Ninjas. Oh, Three Ninjas. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Strike Back was better though. Oh, sorry. Well, that was yet to come. Two, Death Becomes Her. Yeah, good one. Yeah, and number one. Again, this is the week before the movie came out. Would have been Unforgiven. Oh, Clint Eastwood. Good yep. one. Okay. Budget $16 million Which would be about 34.7 today. Wow. So modest, you know. Opening weekend, 10.2 mil, which would have been 22 nowadays. So not great. Not great. Not great. Not great. Pretty rough. Let's be start. honest about it. Yep. But it went on to make forty-eight million, or hundred and four, nowadays. So it ended up being a hit. Started off slow. I think word got around.
0: Yeah, everyone was like, "Dude, they get naked." Yeah, there's
1: lots of nudity. Go see me. this movie. Um,
0: Steven Weber's naked. Yeah, he you is. see his naked ass. Oh, that's
1: awesome. <laughs> um, it's number seventeen ninety-three on the chart of all-time domestic, and the number thirty-three money-making movie of nineteen ninety-two. The Number three, number 33. Oh, 33. Sorry, um, opening week it was number two behind S- Sister Act, behind Unforgiven. Oh, Unforgiven. Um, it Against opened Act, new worldwide. movies that open the same week. Stay tuned, John Ritter, where he had the remote oh, control, yes. the devil's remote control. Yeah,
0: that's a fun one.
1: Yep, and uh, that was that ended open open number six for the week and then there was Digstown for my next trick I will Holy get sh- a real offer to fill this car What's what is this <laughs> what have really you done this is all your J.Y.O. to nuns an online offer
0: from CarMax it's, for seven days why, it's this episode CarMax brought to you car. by CarMax wow. what the hell's going on I guess I'm a little stunned that you can't stop
1: it what's that I'm more shocked that you couldn't <laughs> turn it even, off I don't even know where it is <laughs> Holy! Shit. What did you do? fuck? The one time we get it right, then we fucks uh, up in the middle. I can't believe.
0: I thought you were doing something. No, that that wasn't me. It's, it's, all, <laughs> your, thought... it's
1: all your nun abuse talk. Jeez, yeah, blame it on the come. nuns. All right, so yeah, Diggstown opened the same week as well. James Woods, Lou Gossett, boxing movie, Nope. number twelve. Oh, it's a great movie. Lou Gossett like an aging boxer, and James Woods like bets that so he can make it through all these boxers in a weekend or something. Hmm, that sounds it's, cool. It's a fun movie. All right. Awards. Nomination Chicago Film Critics Association Award. Uh, for Best Actress, Jennifer Jason Lee. Mm-hmm. Um, MTV Movie Award It won for Jennifer Jason Lee Best Villain. Yeah, she she so was great. Go. There we go. Um get to know the movie. We ready. We ready to do our dive here we go. Hedra is said to suffer from borderline personality disorder, oh, or BPD.
0: I've, or I've, I've heard of it, but I didn't KO, know BPD. We're all talking. It's
1: SWF. We're all <laughs> yeah. talking. Uh, People are going to walk away with new
0: acronyms. Yeah.
1: Um, it's a condition characterized by difficulties regulating emotion. Mm. This means that people who experience BPD feel emotions intensely and for extended periods of time. And it's harder for them to return to a stable baseline after an emotionally triggering event. So they say shit like, um, what did she say to her? He came in my mouth?
0: Yeah, that's the one. Okay. (laughs) That's that's all I remember for the Oh, I don't remember now. Uh, I
1: don't know. Nope. no way um,
0: my mind's going to go to anything else. All right.
1: Um, so, this difficulty with emotional stability can lead to impulsive behavior, poor self-image, stormy relationships, and intense emotional responses to stressors. Mm. It can uh, also result in dangerous behaviors like self-harm, cutting, or other such things. Jesus. Yeah. It's no good. BPD. You ever hear
0: a diagnosis and you're like, hmm, this is a little too
1: close to home. Well, I can give you some. (laughs) I can give you.
0: If you want to know,
1: here we go. Do I have BPD? Panicked efforts to avoid abandonment, whether real or imaginary. Avoid abandonment. Panicked efforts. Okay. Pattern of unsteady and intense relationships that vacillate between fondness and love to dislike and anger.
0: Well, usually it's just liking and loving until I it's g-
1: over. I got that with my wife. Yeah. I do. Fucking.
0: Are you going to say it? No. Oh, do <laughs> it. <laughs> just whisper I
1: I didn't, I it. I didn't know if anyone would get the call back <laughs> or just me just going, fucking do it. bitch. Oh, I got it. Yeah. Fucking bitch. Yeah, fucking bitch. <laughs> All right. Uh, poor or unstable sense of self. Yeah. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> yeah, I'm right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm two of four so far. <laughs> two. There's uh, only four criteria? No, well, so that's what we've listed so far. Oh, oh, oh. Well, two or three, really, we've only listed. Four, impulsive and dangerous behaviors in at least two potentially harmful areas, like spending a lot of money or having unsafe sexual encounters.
0: Those are the only two areas?
1: Well, that's just examples. I'm sure there's more. Oh, I uh, can't think of anything right. impulsively dangerous that I've done. Extreme mood shifts that typically last a few hours. Yeah. Yep. Okay, there you go. Got that. <laughs> this one's making me laugh, and I don't know why. <laughs> feeling, feeling empty. Sure. Yeah, that, yep. that one made me laugh, and I don't know why. <laughs> <It's> it. <laughs> feeling empty, I find to be hilarious for some reason. Uh, holy shit. All right anger control issues and then feeling cut off from oneself or reality
0: cut off from
1: oneself so one I got a self? couple in there but I guess I'm not I don't think I meet the full spectrum yeah
0: but um, I'm, a, I'm, on the, I'm on there
1: Oh, you're, I'm you're in the range there. I'm but a not BP. quite yeah. what is, is BP? it BPD you're BP. I got a BP okay all right you got a borderline personality, but there's no real disorder. Yeah, people say that asshole. about me. You're He's just, just an a fucking ass. idiot. Yeah. Like, yeah, you, I got gotcha. you. You asshole piece yeah. of shit. <laughs> All right, So, uh, BPD is thought to affect 1% of the population. Oh,
0: so Which so really means had
1: the worst luck in finding a roommate ever. <laughs> well, she chose. <laughs> yeah, she the worst. She's just or, an idiot. She's just a moron. I I wrote She has... I don't know why did she had a one in one hundred chance of landing the SWF with the B P D and OMG. She was S O L abbreviation. I don't like thing. that I understood <laughs> yeah. what you just said. Yeah, so that was just something I thought was good at the time. Um the kids will love it. Yeah. There's no single cause of B T P D. There's some risk factors. If a family member has it, you're more likely to, but it's not known to be genetic. Hmm. Um it appears as though people with BPD have structural and functional changes in areas linked with things like emotional regulation, but it's not clear if those are a cause or a result of the condition. Yo. Chicken na- the egg?
0: Na- nature versus nurture, <laughs> oh, I was okay. going for. <laughs> well, chick- yeah, chicken egg made out may not make sense. <laughs> Only one thing came first, yep.
1: and that was Steven Weber. That's Yeah, in her mouth. Yep. My mouth. Oh. Well, that's what she said. Oh. <laughs> Many. Pe- I just made it worse. Many people with BPD report instances of childhood trauma, including abuse, abandonment, and unstable relationships with their parents. Mm. All right, that's enough on BPD. I think Jeez. we've covered it. Something really weird. You would think that uh, stiletto heel-based violence is a thing of movies. It is not. You mean it's like a, a, a thing. common thing? There are instances in real life. 2006, there uh, there was a New York City drag queen, Flotilla de Barge.
0: Oh my God.
1: Was arrested <laughs> and charged with name. assaulting two people with the uh, stiletto here? Their stilettos. Oh. In a West Village nightclub. So that uh, happened?
0: St- by stepping or taking them I'm off? I'm guessing she like, took them off and oh went to
1: work. Uh, in 2011. A Georgia woman named Thelma Carter was convicted of manslaughter and sentenced to six years in jail after killing her boyfriend with a stiletto to the head. Oh, man. Yeah. 2013, uh, 21-year-old Melissa Couser stamped on Sophie Robinson's face with her stiletto heel, punctured her right eyeball, and now Robinson is blind in one eye. Couser got seven years in jail for that one
0: seven yeah. years for one eye.
1: And weirdly enough, there's a lady, Jennifer Cassetta, who's a grade 3 level black belt who's been teaching stiletto self-defense classes across the country.
0: I think I'd watched a movie, I or I would watch a movie that was about a kung fu master wearing stilettos, just really? kicking faces. Well, that's what she holes. says.
1: She's a big advocate of the stiletto heel as a weapon for a lady self-defense. She said one of the benefits of wearing them is if you're pushed to the ground, you can kick to the shin or uh, you can kick to the groin so that then that will do some damage.
0: Yeah, it um, sounds like it.
1: You can put it in your hand, and now you have a tiny weapon to drive into someone's eye.
0: How are these things so
1: strong? I feel like they would break. Apparently not. <laughs> Apparently they are a weapon of choice. Durable. Pretty good. Um, here we go. Personal ads. She uses a personal ad to find a roommate. Right. There is a history, believe it or not, of the personal ad. I hope you're ready. Yeah. The first personal ads began to appear in the 1690s. Wow. Yeah. The uh, early postings were of a time when marriage was more and more about being responsible than erotic. So uh, many early ads emphasize social and economic pragmatism over romantic love. One might find a wealthy bachelor looking for a well-born lady or a recent widow in search of a new gentleman for the household.
0: Mm, In the year
1: 1727, Helen Morrison posted a personal ad in the Manchester Weekly Journal. In several words, she professed her desire for a nice gentleman. And then that message caught the attention of one man, the city mayor, who committed her to an asylum for a month oh no so, just because she was looking for a man welcome to 1727 <laughs> oh my you god go. yep uh in 1748 there's starting to be early versions of the miss kind of misconnections postings when they're looking for someone they saw somewhere else um, in the general advertiser some publication back then There's a man who took out an ad to capture the attention of a, quote, lady, genteelly dressed, (laughs) whom he saw leading a train of horses. Yeah. (laughs) Saw
0: you at the hanging. Yeah. Wanted to say hi. Yeah. You
1: in the yellow dress. Me with a rope around my neck. (laughs) Yeah. And he said that if she is disengaged and inclinable to marry a gentleman... Who is on that occasion is desirous of making honorable proposals?
0: Man, this is also of a time when the more words you could fit into a sentence, yes. the better.
1: My dearest Darlene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, when was the Marquis de Sade around? That was like this. I think I said the 1700s or so.
0: Yeah, so he could have put out an ad. He could have. Could have been like looking for a good flogging. Lady of non genteel yes. nature. Nipple twists and <laughs>
1: be willing to step on my balls. Yes. Yeah. All right. In the nineteenth century, the personal ads pretty much became what we knew know today. They became a tool for the middle and upper classes to find love and companionship. Why not the low class? They couldn't put out couldn't an. couldn't afford ad? the ads. Shit's expensive. They are? I mean, back then. It's not like they, the papers were easy to make. They had printing presses and stuff. Yeah, but I just I figured know.
0: they were like, we'll take any news. Give us whatever news. <laughs> extra, extra. This is the back page anyway. <laughs> Come
1: on in. We need to fill it up. Dirtline, 1863. <laughs> in 1863, one wealthy, quote, the ad said, wealthy, pretty, and agreeable... 18-year-old looking for a wealthy, stylish, handsome, and fascinating gentleman. None other need apply. Oh, she's yeah, picky. She's not, a picky one.
0: Not that unlike
1: Tinder profiles today. Yeah. It's the same kind of thing. Sounds, sounds very, very similar. Yeah, we're all the same. Doesn't matter what time period. Yeah. Um, later, a man named Alfred Barrett in 1915 established Link which he described as the only monthly magazine practically devoted to love interests. Link? Link. <laughs> yeah. So this was your early, this magazine was your early dating app. <laughs> what, you uh, had to put like a headshot in there? I don't, and a- I don't know. It uh, soon became platform for certain people to find those who shared similar identities and concerns. Said uh, bohemians, intellectuals, and leftists used it a lot to uh, find people of their ilk. Send me a letter or call me on
0: the telephone. My number is three. <laughs> Handsome
1: Marxist looking for like-minded woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, th- boy wasn't oh boy. that? Far. I don't know why I laughed so hard at that. But it's just... <laughs> all right. Anyway, the link was also became a useful medium for gays and lesbians in England to meet in secret. Here, young male advertisers would put out coded message which they call themselves musical or unconventional. That was their that was their code. <laughs> yeah, a musical gentleman or <laughs> unconventional man. <laughs> yeah, he'd say, they'd say music unconventional, and some guys on the other's like, yeah, dick. <laughs> Looking for a non-lady of yes.
0: inclination towards music.
1: Yes. And then it just kind of go grew into what we have now but yeah so the personal is going all the way back to the 1600s we've all been looking for love and then with anonymous people and roommates and roommates apparently yes um the ansonia was a building used for the apartment building okay it exists on the upper west side of manhattan the interiors were in a soundstage but the scenes in the stairwells, the exteriors were at the Ansonia. Hmm. What is the Ansonia, you ask? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Oh, you could act more interested. In <laughs> All right. No, I, I like this. Oh, oh, Go ahead. Yeah. What is it, was, it? It was originally built as a residential hotel by William Earl Dodge Stokes, the obviously the Phelps Dodge copper Air. that's what he was what is a residential hotel like a
0: place where you can live live.
1: you live Uh, yeah you have a room there you live but but people can
0: also just stay a week or a day i guess i don't understand a residential hotel versus an apartment building
1: i guess you could yeah probably just leave when you want okay maybe rent them a week at a time i don't know it was erected yeah between 1899 and 1904 (laughs) The largest residential <laughs> hotel of the day. Tell, it's getting dark in here. I again. know, it's getting real dark again. Why does the devil live in your apartment? I don't know, man. All right. I invited him in and he just never left. It was also the first air-conditioned hotel in New York.
0: You know why he lives here? Why? <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs>
1: You're <laughs> so going to kill me.
0: No, it's because of the hell jobs. Oh, the hell jobs. I just think he's about to murder me on tape. It's because you know, of I the hell here. jobs, man. All right. Well, you, you you like him. There's nothing wrong with Once it. Once you find a place where you can get a good hell yeah.
1: job, you don't leave. Yeah, I got it. All right, continue. And there's no one better than the devil at that, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. That's...
0: Yeah, I think his hands are on fire when he gives you the real reach around. He's
1: got a pitch for it. Yep. Yeah. Those horns, horns, and the uh, funny little beard, like tickles. goat hoofs, tickles. Tickles. Yeah, tickles. I get it. <laughs> tickles your bunghole. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Tickles. I can tickles. understand how hell maybe job love to the around. devil could be wonderful. <laughs> the devil would probably take you too. Like you'd feel like you were desired. Oh yeah. Then and, and taken. You know what I mean? Just like come here. Yeah, for sure. Why the devil sounds like Scorpion in Mortal Kombat? Get, get over, over here! here. <laughs> but yes, but that's what I picture him sounding like.
0: Stop um, jacking off to yeah. Sister Act J- J- and get over, over here, Owen, will you? <laughs> Stop saying J and all. <laughs> Be a man and fuck. <laughs>
1: um, anyway, um, the, oh, the 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 whatever this building was called <laughs> at this point, was a had a central kitchen on the floors, and. There was a central kitchen and several serving kitchens on the floor, so everyone could have some food from cooked by professional chefs Ooh, in their that's own apartment. Pretty sweet. Yeah, I sounds like a that. good place to live. I like it. There was, there were on the floors there were tea rooms, restaurants, Dang. and a grand ballroom. Mm-hmm. The Antoinia also ball. had a Turkish bath and a lobby fountain with live seals. Damn, this place is this slick. place is crazy. Yeah. I bet it costs a fortune to live there. It does. It did, maybe. I don't know. I Are didn't sure? look into it. In 92? Um, Stokes, the guy who owned the building, had a utopian vision for the building. He wanted to be completely self-sufficient or at least contribute to its own support. Um, he established a small farm on the roof of the hotel. No shit. That's weird. Uh, he kept farm animals up there. Now, I'm not talking like a little rooftop garden. He kept farm animals up there. Like cows? To his own personal part. Yeah, there was a cattle elevator, which enabled him to bring up dairy cows to be stabled on the roof. Wow! In fact, he wrote that he had um, five hundred chickens, many ducks, about six goats, and a small bear. A small bear? A small bear. <laughs> he's had a bear up What's there. What's the bear for? I don't know. Just for for entertainment, I guess. Maybe. Maybe he he's trying to create like a Maybe little it a ecosystem unicycle. up there. It, it yeah. eats
0: some of the chickens, so he doesn't get more than five hundred.
1: Yeah, I I think he was weirdly specific about everything then he said many ducks so it's like almost like fucking ducks they probably just
0: flew in he couldn't keep track
1: so yeah so there was a there was a farm where they grew vegetables they had animals up there and they probably ate those animals yeah every day a bellhop would deliver free fresh egg to all the attendants here's your eggs yeah here's your eggs for the day you said egg Eggs or egg? Multiple eggs or just one? Because one was weird, so... I guess eggs. 500 chickens It's probably eggs. Well, I, thought, um, I just thought it was weird. And if there were any extra, they would sell them cheaply to the public in the basement arcade.
0: Hmm. That's cool.
1: Yeah, it's a good place. I think it sounds like a cool place. Yeah. However, the city fathers in 1907 and the Department of Health shut down the farm on the roof. Said it's not really clean, guy. You got animal shit everywhere up here. Yeah, but who cares? Well, they did. They did. These idiots, liberals, fucking liberals. Come on, man. (laughs) Fuck, fucking liberals. Pieces of shit. Let us have our farm. God. All right. Anyway, and then the same building from 1968 until the early 1970s became one of the hottest gay bathhouses in the city, called Continental Baths. It was located in the basement, of course. Why of course baths. I don't I just assume if you're gonna have a sex club it wouldn't be like on the They got it dirty floors. on top, they yeah. shut
0: it down, so they got dirty yep, in the, the basement. Bottom.
1: Yeah. The uh bathhouse was uh, advertised as reminiscent of the glory of ancient Rome. Did they list it as musical? They may have well, there was a disco dance floor. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> Disco dance floor. There was a cabaret lounge. There were sauna rooms and a narrow Olympia blue swimming pool. Just one, just one big swimming pool. That's pretty cool. There, this wasn't a giant ass basement. Yeah. Um, then there were uh, bunk beds And public areas and tiny rooms for some more privacy. Why bunk beds? To fit more people, I guess. But I mean, more banging, bro. Bang on the top, bang on the bottom bunk, <laughs> bang in the private rooms everywhere. You're just going vertical, banging, man. But the room had levels.
0: Was it an open plan for all the bunk beds everywhere? I think so. Yeah. One over there. One over there. Yeah, I think there were just lines of bunk okay, beds, okay.
1: and then there was private rooms if you wanted, you know, if you weren't into the exhibitionism, I guess. I don't know. I just came here to hit the sauna um, and take a nap, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The facility had the capacity to serve nearly 1,000 men 24 hours a day. How many women? Well, it was a gay bathhouse, so probably not many. Well, I guess it could be homosexual women. Lesbians, as I like to call them. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I said homosexual women.
0: Homosexual women. Homosexual women. You might not know
1: this, but women can like women too. Yes, that's weird. Um, anyway... (laughs) Uh, So yeah, but this said the thing I read said one thousand men, twenty four hours a day. Mm -hmm. Um, Who do you who do you think cleaned it up? (laughs) Thousand men for twenty four hours a day, just a thousand dudes J-ho-ing and fucking and. It's a lot. I gotta imagine
0: the floor is just grating. Yeah, you know,
1: just all drained. I'd really like to see what that looked like at the time. Well, not that. I guess yeah. you know how it wo- how it worked. I don't know. I just, I, I'm lost. I shouldn't have to walk through a
0: pool of calm every time I want to go to the sun. I want to swim, but there's all this calm. Just put it in the pool. <laughs> just.
1: The filter will take care of it. He didn't say the pool was filled with water. It did not, yes. It just called it a pool. So maybe maybe he said to get up and finish in the pool. There's some guy that's like, bro, if you're going to do it, finish in the pool, please. Just, come on, come pool? on. Go, 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 it's go. like one of those little funny Pushing walks. With a broom. It's like, oh. Yeah. Push, <laughs> go, go.
0: Why didn't I start over here? (laughs) We should have fucked by the pool.
1: Why were we on the top bunk? The top bunk was a horrible idea.
0: I jumped off the top bunk
1: and totally (laughs) lost my jizz. (laughs) Now i got (laughs) to start over. Um, No more top bunk. (laughs) Damn it. All right. (laughs) Um, Other features of the Continental Bathhouse? Included a warning system that tipped off patrons when the police were coming. So when the raids were happening, they had a warning system. Um, get that dick out your mouth. <laughs> wow.
0: <laughs> that's probably what the yeah, alarm that's what said. That
1: was like, <laughs> boop, boop, get that dick out your mouth. <laughs> yes, <"Boop>, exactly. <laughs> <All right. laughs> um, Died your dicks. <laughs> <laughs> there was also an STD clinic. Oh, wow. Inside, so they were, you know, they were helping people out, and there was also a supply of a two hundred, a lice-killing shampoo in the showers. So well, I'm glad they have it, yeah, but kind of gross. Yeah, it's like, you know, you had to go in there with certain expectations, yeah. I guess. A 1,000 oh, men 24 hours a day, yeah. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I know what the bathroom at work is like. I can't imagine that a 1,000 dudes banging 24 hours a day. Right, and this was the 70s, yeah. right? So yeah. full bush, no trimming, trimming full-on on like, afros, like hairs, yeah. afros, mutton chops. Craziness. Yeah. Oh, uh, There was a mouthwash dispenser in the bathroom. And KY Jelly in the candy vending machine. In the vending machine? In the candy vending machine. They had KY Jelly. <laughs> yeah. Did they also have candy? <laughs> I think so. It's a candy, but you before. get a free, you get a Snickers <laughs> and some K-Y Chubby. I gotta go fuck Doug. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get, uh, before I'm I hungry. got a Kit Kat. Yeah,
0: I'm hungry, too. <laughs> Shit, that was my last quarter. All right. <laughs> Imagine we hit the wrong button, that was right. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have to make this work. Shit, yeah. Melt the chocolate. Melt the chocolate.
1: <laughs> um... The bathhouse eventually became a hot venue for New York entertainers as well. Bette Midler, who later became known as Bathhouse Betty, because she would perform there all the time. And uh, Barry Manilow would also would accompany her a lot of the times on the piano. He'd wear nothing but a towel. What? Yeah. Was Barry Manilow gay? I think he came out recently. Oh. Yeah. Didn't so, know that. Yeah, so he'd be there playing the piano, just naked, while Bette Midler's singing. Dick just, Dick just standing tall in just, front of Bette Midler. flopped on that piano bench. Ting <laughs> yeah.
0: ting ting ting. Yeah. Maybe
1: he's hitting the pedals for him. He's like, <sighs> mm. He
0: gets up to like yeah. really get
1: into it, just flopping around yeah. on there. Oh, I'd love to see it, I'm going to be honest. Um, the New York Dolls played there, and Andy Kaufman as well would do shows there. Tickling the Ivories, where yeah. this ivory got tickled. Ooh. <laughs> right? By the pool. Get it? <laughs> yeah, I get it. Um... September of 1977 totally switched gears <laughs> and uh Plato's retreat opens up in the basement. Plato's retreat? Yes. Uh the first public swingers club. Oh. Yeah, it was a place for swingers to go. It became quickly known as the Studio 54 of sex as regular people and celebrities which is show up to bang.
0: I thought that's a Happened at Studio Fifty Four. Well, this
1: well yeah, that's a disco. This is a swingers club. But they had a disco. You said. Well, I don't know when this one they had a disco. Then in the, the gay bathhouse when it when it was uh, what was it called? I don't know. Jesus, <laughs> I can't remember.
0: The Turkish bathhouse.
1: Uh, continental baths. When oh, it was yeah, continental yeah. baths, it had a disco. I can't guarantee that Plato's Retreat had right. a, bath, had, a right. had a had a. Uh,
0: Times are changing. We gotta get some straight people in (laughs) here. It's
1: just too much cum, apparently. CDC came in, said, "Guys, I don't know. You can't have
0: a farm. You can't have a cum pool. You're gonna have to clean this up."
1: Let's do something new. So yes, so yes, celebrity regulars. Included Sammy Davis Jr. <laughs> oh, boy. Must have been something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I can't do know Sammy Davis selling, but, Yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> suck on I it. sure like you Suck in. on it. Why do I think he oh, sounds like Kermit? make a rainbow. <laughs> All right, anyway. Jesse the Body Ventura showed up there, bud. What? Yeah. Mm. Whoa. I just want my dick sucked. Yeah. <laughs> ain't got time to bleed. <laughs> um, Richard Dreyfus? Richard Dreyfus. Richard Dreyfus is, is just fucking. <laughs> it's like, ah. Yeah. Just kind of fuck here. <laughs> I, I, was Jaws, you know. yeah, I was in Jaws, you know.
0: I was Hooper. <laughs> I was also in uh, other movies. Like, Take this steak out and steak <laughs> out, too.
1: <laughs> Take this dick. You're going to need a bigger boat, <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> All right. Anyway, plus there were others, I guess. But those were the some of the names I found. Um, unlike Studio 54, the club's owner, Larry Levinson, never turned anyone away. <laughs> Just let anyone in. Whoever wanted to come fuck, suck, or whatever, he said, come on in. Wow. The water's fine. Cool. He basically said, once you take our clothes off, everyone's the same, man. Which I would argue that that's not the case. No. But, uh, Nudity is the great equalizer, he said. He said bus drivers were partying with doctors and Wall Street people and no one gave a shit. Because hmm. they're just fucking. Yeah,
0: but what if there's like just a super tiny dick and you're, you're like, oh my god. I guess it just didn't matter. Look at that really tiny dick over there. I don't know.
1: Uh, He said that, I did not turn people away. I always believe there's someone for everyone. And (laughs) this is him talking, not me. Right. He said, I had some uglies there. (laughs) girl could come in and say, hey, if she can get undressed, so can I. (laughs) That's what his philosophy was. He said, if you had all beauties in there, it'd be very intimidating. So you needed some ugly... People, not just ladies, probably dudes too. <laughs> to balance, to, balance to it all. So, you, so you feel good. So you feel right. like, yeah, I'll take my clothes off here. Oh, boy. Yeah. He said if you wanted to make it with someone, you just reached over and caressed their leg. If uh, your hand was not removed or the leg didn't move away, you were fucking in minutes. Go time. Yeah. So you um, think,
0: wait, <laughs> is this the one <laughs> that
1: Bette Midler went to? Well, it, when it was the Continental Baths, that's the one she went yes. to. This now is Plato's Retreat. It turned. It switched gears. New ownership. I'm just trying to think. <laughs> this building is crazy.
0: What the? What was happening in front of Bette Midler and Barry
1: Manilow? Yeah. When they were, when she's like, who knows?
0: I'll sing some tunes. And she was
1: there all the time. Like, she became known as Bathhouse Betty. And so, so. she would just be belting shit out. She'd be singing The Rose. Just watching some sucking, <laughs> some fucking. Yeah, people just fucking. People rushing yeah. off over here. Yeah.
0: People coming in the pool. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh. She's probably saying, some say love in the back. You just hear you going, <laughs>
0: ugh.
1: <laughs> yeah. Awesome. <laughs> so good. I love the 70s, man. Um, so yeah. The inside the place there was a buffet. just food. No. Yeah. No. There was a buffet. Don't
0: touch a buffet yeah, in a well, place like
1: that. that was no it.
0: fucking way.
1: There was a game room. Play some games. Twister. Yeah. <laughs> Clue. Well, not really the same. Strip Monopoly <laughs> yeah. like they strip do in Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, 13th. could be Strip Monopoly. There was a dance floor, so I guess that answers the disco question. Yeah, but naked.
0: Were there just like dicks flopping around the whole time?
1: Maybe. There was an enormous jacuzzi, and the pool was still there. Oh, boy. I don't know what was going on in the pool, (laughs) but it was still there. In the back, there were, again, private rooms. And right off the dance floor, sectioned off with plants. Apparently, it had a plant wall in front of it. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't make the place. Um, It was called the mat room. Okay. Where everyone would just orgy it up. Oh, so it
0: was like a mattress, just a big, just a big mattress mat. Room. I don't
1: know if it was like a, a gymnastics mat, like a blue mat that just yeah. everyone just laid on and to Be easier to clean up.
0: <laughs> what uh, if you're the janitor and you're like a former Russian Olympian and yeah. now you're in the USA? Yeah. You're like down there to clean. Yeah. And you're like I'm gonna do some tumbles. Yeah, and you maybe. just flip right into a pool of
1: jizz. A little little dribble of jizz. <laughs> um. Unfortunately, though, by 1984, AIDS was in full swing and attendance began to plummet. Yeah. After witnessing high-risk sex acts on Plato's premises, law enforcement padlocked the club on New Year's Eve 1985, and it never reopened again. And there ended the beautiful legacy of the Ansonia Mm -hmm. and whatever it was called. Ansonia, yeah. The Ansonia building. What is it now? I don't know. Oh, just oh, checking. just didn't do that research. Okay. <laughs> I, just, that's all, I cared about what happened in the past, man. Probably all got some new sex club in just there all now. All the nudity. <laughs> um, random facts about the movies real quick. Bridget Fonda had a choice of playing either part, Allie or Hetty. She chose Allie because she thought it would be a harder role. She thought it might be easier to act crazy instead of the straight man. Wait.
0: Bridget Fonda.
1: Yeah. Played Allie. Isn't she isn't that the straight man? Yeah, Allie. She thought it'd be a harder role to play than Hedra. Then, oh. So she chose that. It
0: would be harder to be normal than crazy.
1: Yeah. Okay. Says a lot about her. Whoopi Goldberg auditioned for Allison. <laughs> which causes all sorts of issues with the title, I guess. <laughs> It's, that's what I could think about. <laughs> and then if you got Jennifer Jason Lee who wants to look like Whoopi, some, some other issues open up with, we we'll just say blackface. I'll put it out there blackface issues open up. She did it. So it'd be a whole different movie with Whoopi Goldberg in it. I'm not saying it'd be any worse or any better, yeah. but I'm just saying it would have been a whole different movie yep. if Whoopi Goldberg were Alice. But she did. <laughs> She did audition for it. That scene
0: where she comes out with the hair changed. (laughs) Yeah, just solid (laughs) dreads. But also blackface. Like, I wanted to surprise you. I thought you'd be happy. (laughs) Just craziness.
1: So, yeah, I don't know. So, amazingly enough, no, Whoopi Goldberg did not get the part. Hmm. Uh, Holy shit. Um, The Bondage Club. In the movie. Oh, yeah. Where she follows Hetty into it. Yep. Was a, the exterior of it was a real, uh, former real Manhattan S&M club called The Vault, a.k.a. the Hellfire Club. It's in the meatpacking district of Green Greenwich Village. Hmm. The interior is a set, but the red signature V on the walls and the entrance was from a gay club side called The Manhole. What's the V mean? I don't know. It's Just oh, a V. Okay. But yeah, the manhole. That wasn't particularly interesting. I just thought. <laughs> yeah, the they name didn't was really. Uh, I just thought the name was funny, so yeah, I thought I it is. This. Let's
0: just call a it manhole. the manhole.
1: Yeah. So uh, yeah, there's our facts about single white <laughs> female. Well, so much sex around this it is movie. Just sex. Jeez. All right. I, it's 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 now time for the sponsor. Oh God. God damn it. Yeah. What have you done this week? All right. When uh. Let me get it set up for you here. All right. We do have a new sponsor this week uh, oh my that we're God. looking forward to doing a commercial. It looks a little long, too, so there we go. Oh,
0: boy. <laughs> and there's another voice in there, I see. I'll
1: do that. Okay, you, you okay. I'll take care of that. I don't want to kill you here.
0: All right. Here we go. Uh, block of text. <clears throat> now, we would like to take some time and thank today's sponsor, Handsome Ned's Covert Sucking Wigs. Folks, let me ask you some questions. Have you ever really, I mean really, wanted to suck someone? Even worse, would you only be able to suck him if, if the person assumed you were someone else? This is a, a little rapey. Well, uh, we've all been there, and normally it ends. It all ends right there. That is not the case anymore, friends, thanks to handsome Dan and his high-quality covert sucking wigs. That's right, you can suck that special someone, and he will never know it was you. Simply place the covert sucking wig on your head, and the top of your head will instantly look like a different person. Handsome Dan's covert sucking wigs are great for igniting that romantic spark someone never even knew was there. Playing pranks on your friends, or even blackmailing your father. <laughs> That's a weird one. Jesus Christ! That's a weird one. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Do you want to God, go that route? God damn! <laughs> Handsome Dan doesn't judge. Simply go to Handsome Dan's covert sucking wigs website, upload a photo. By the way, I hope you made that website. <laughs> this is a, this is Handsome Dan's covert sucking wigs. I hope this you a... made it. Simply go to Handsome Dan's covert sucking wigs website, upload a photo of the hairstyle you need, and Handsome Dan's crack staff of covert covert sucking wig specialists will match that photo to the perfect covert sucking wig. (laughs) Handsome Dan's covert sucking sucking wigs are made from the most advanced space age polymers and they are guaranteed to be delivered to your home in 5 to 10 business days. After that, it's up to you. Simply follow Handsome Dan's simple three-step process first place the covert sucking wig on your head second slip into bed with that special someone with the lights out third start sucking (laughs) they'll never know it was you (laughs) i know (laughs) it must be too good to be true right well, listen to this unpaid testimonial from an actual handsome dance covert sucking wig
1: customer.
0: <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I can't wait get for the sponsors, but uh. Boy, oh boy! Right.
1: Testimonial. Oh yeah. Okay. Let me let me hit the play button here. Holy shit! Holy shit! <laughs> right. What did you do? All right. I had this buddy of mine. We was good friends, but I just never thought we'd ever get to the level of sucking. But you see, we had this, he had this girlfriend, and I don't know, he thought a little sucking between friends was like cheating on her or something. I know, man, it's crazy. It's just sucking, right? Well, I heard about Handsome Dan's covert sucking wigs, and I figured, shoot, I might as well give it a shot. The covert sucking wig came in the mail. I put it on. Followed Handsome Dan's three steps, and wouldn't you know it, I was sucking my body. (laughs) I mean, he thought I was his girlfriend. The top of my head really looked like hers. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, it got a little awkward after, but we had a laugh about it. He couldn't even believe I fooled him. I told him, buddy, I didn't fool you. That was Handsome Dan's covert sucking wig. Well, we ain't talked for a while after that. But we still friends and all. Yeah, I I think we still friends.
0: All right, there you go. (laughs) Handsome Dan is so sure that your Handsome Dan's covert sucking wigs will fool even the most discerning of eyes. (laughs) He's he's offering a money-back guarantee if you're caught trying to suck someone while using his product. He's that confident. Finally, the freedom to suck someone you never thought you'd be able to suck can be yours. Just go to Handsome Dan's Covert Sucking Wigs website today. Enter the promo code HEADY and you'll get 10% off. All right.
1: <laughs>
0: How do you come up with these things? Uh, I don't Jesus. come up these are our sponsors. You're right, yeah. It,
1: you know, they right. send me the copy. Um, Handsome dance, Covert Sucking Wigs. Yes. Have nice sucking I have to say a that a lot. Um, <laughs> there we go. All right. Thoughts and memories on the movie. <laughs> well, <laughs> I had never seen
0: this movie until last year. Mm. And I was shocked uh, that I'd never heard of it and how good it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a very satisfying movie through and mm. through. The one thought i i have no memories about it obviously Uh but uh one thought about it it started to get just a little comical towards the end where one person shows up and then that leads to the next person waking up and showing up and you know so on and so forth these kind of convoluted endings are
1: like a trope of this time period yes true enough I was shocked how much nudity was in this movie upon watching it. Because I don't right. remember it at all. Pleasantly and I worked in the surprised. movie. We had a man in our movie theater who had every moment of nudity scoped out. And two on his watch, he would say, oh, time to go. And he'd run off. When, when Basic Instinct came out, this guy, you'd never see him. Because he was just always in that theater. just watching Was it stuff. Mr. Skin? No, he should have been, though, because he had it down to the second he'd be able to run <laughs> off and go see it. Wow. So, the fact that I don't remember nudity in this movie, it shocked me when I watched it. Yeah. Now, not to say, maybe back then in 1992, I may have tried to masturbate on my stomach after I saw her doing it. Just to see oh, what it was like. Yeah. Yeah. How'd it go? wasn't easy. No. I mean, not for a dude, I guess, because you're in the mattress. It does seem hard to do yeah so it didn't really last long man i forgot about that scene yeah Yeah. she's laying on her stomach going to work so that got me she turns over and it's like
0: and trying to be caught
1: yeah man that's good stuff good stuff um another thing i noticed while watching this movie is they never turn on the lights anywhere yeah they're seems, a lot like me here yeah, in my apartment. Yeah. It seems like a lot of problems could have been solved just by turning on the lights. Yeah, yeah, um, you're right. Yeah, I don't know. It's just something I saw. And the last thing, I guess, I hope my last words are fucking bitch. Because <laughs> 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 it means I lived. Yeah, you that's know? true. It's the way I want to go out. Oh, yeah.
0: Like towards <laughs> the end of the movie yeah. when he shows up at the apartment, yeah, I was like... This guy is going to be the, the rescuer? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> no, this is fucked up.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> fucking bitch. There we go. Wow. Uh, Siskel and Ebert, as always, we've been doing this, had an opinion on their show at the movies. Mm-hmm. I have it for you. I have the Siskel part. All right, let's you can see hear what Gene Siskel had to say. All right, Siskel about-
0: had to say this I watched these fine actresses in service of an old formula the formula of smart characters acting dumb because it's easier to move along the plot that way and the more recent formula of hate as the dominant dominant emotion in american movies single white female is a well acted formula picture but a formula picture nonetheless thumbs down
1: gee not a fan he's not a fan of anything he's, no he's he doesn't he likes his movies to be happy uh, like happy and wholesome yeah yeah Um, Roger Ebert I guess I liked it better than you did In fact I know I did It may have been a formula picture And indeed in the last hour It is a formula series of close calls And people escape And then they're captured again And then there's something else that happens But you know what I liked about it It was directed by Barbet Schroeder And he he, Oh it is a he He is fascinated by deviant personalities And what he does here Is he puts a little twist in this movie brings it right over the top, because in other hands, it could have been just as much of a formula as you're talking about. But it seemed to me his style saves this picture. Thumbs up. Yeah. There you go. I liked it. I thought it was a good movie. I enjoyed it. It entertains me. I thought I found it very creepy.
0: Yeah. And arousing, so... It's odd.
1: (laughs) There's part of me that just loves Hetty. Real weird combo, where I'm like... Yeah. It's freaky, but... uh. Yeah, but quite arousing. I have a habit
0: of falling for crazy women, so I definitely would have gone for Hetty.
1: Yeah, there you go. Yep. So, good She's, for you. She is alluring. She is alluring. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, guess things we learned. Um. Well,
0: vet people a little better when you're going to have a roommate. Maybe mm. don't write off the lady who just... what What was her thing? There was one other person she vetted as the roommate, and that lady seemed fine.
1: But I just don't remember what her problem yeah, was. Yeah, I don't remember. It's, I don't think there was anything much. I think It wasn't honestly, much. Honestly, it came down to, and this is where my, com- my learning thing, when you're picking a roommate, remember, Hetty just fixed her sink. Right. And she's like, oh, you want the apartment? <laughs> right. So have some more standards. Yeah. Better than she can fix my sink.
0: They just, I mean, for all we know, Hetty." broke the sink first. And
1: I wouldn't be shocked.
0: Because she was so. able to go in while Bridget Fonda was crying.
1: Yes. Yes. So there you go. I learned puppies don't fly. You knew that. I did know that. <laughs> but thank God I watched the movie, so now I know. Um, let's see. I learned whenever you begin to masturbate on your stomach, just realize some point you're going to have to turn over. I don't even know what that means, but that's what I learned. (laughs) Do you have to? I I think so. (laughs) And then deal with whatever happened. (laughs) Um, Let's see. And then, uh, I think last but not least, if you're getting oral in the middle of the night while you're sleeping, open your eyes, because it may not be who you expect it to be.
0: That's true. Uh, It was odd that she showed up at the hotel room. Yeah. And... um... I mean, to be fair to him, her head. She had the wig. She had the covert. Side she had the wig covert on. wig. Yeah, it but worked. But also, he did cheat in the beginning. So yeah,
1: yeah. Mm, I don't know. It's it's a gray area there, a moral gray area. Should have right just there.
0: left him left him gone.
1: Yeah, and then uh, he takes the shoe to the eye. Okay. Hmm. Do you have anything else for single white female? No. No. Okay. It was a good no. movie.
0: I liked it. I recommend it. No, sir, I don't. No. Sorry, no, sir. Sorry. I don't right. have a thing.
1: Anyway, all right. So we'll call it quits then on single white female. Oh, the next movie. Right. I don't know. Risky Business. Risky That's Business. I did know that. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so risky business will be next. Um, from here we say goodbye. Rate and review all that good stuff. All the social medias and all that good stuff. Email us. Uh, our email will be vhs time machine at gmail.com. What we if that's no- taken? It's not. I already have it. Oh, it's already <laughs> <to say>. set. <laughs> yeah. You were talking about I it like you shit. hadn't made it. <laughs> I got the shit. Okay. Um, email us. We do nothing. We'll even answer you. Um, yeah. And uh, not that it's going to be a highlight of your life that we're answering your email back. In fact, most likely it won't be that entertaining. No. But uh, if you want to, we're here for questions, concerns, thoughts, and uh, all that good stuff. I reply to my emails with with single word answers. I reply uh, with dick pics. Oh, big boner. boner. Boner,
0: boner
1: I have a... Veiny little boner. It's just one big vein. <laughs> right now? It's just a big vein.
0: It's <laughs> one, one vein. It
1: is one vein. Gross. <laughs> nothing else. Oh, God. Just a vein. <laughs> <laughs> it's a veiner. Ew. Yeah. Anyway, that's not the way we need to end this podcast. <laughs> it's, like, but, uh, <laughs> it's, it's like, it's just a vein. I don't know. I don't know what that looks Well, I know what it looks like, but yeah. it...
0: Uh, But I'm picturing, like, don't pigs have, like, a spiral dick?
1: It's similar. (laughs) Uh, So, anyway, on that note, I'll say goodbye, Tony Chickadee, with... uh, Joseph Stanwood. (laughs) There we go.
0: I I thought you were going to be like, I'll say goodbye with, like, some kind of quote. No,
1: I wanted you you to speak for yourself. I I I didn't realize
0: it was a prompt for me.
1: Yeah, Goodbye. Me holding up the sign that said speak didn't do anything for you. Well, I thought you were
0: segueing into a comment of some kind.
1: That's the way this works, if you don't know. Whenever I want him to speak, I hold up a sign that says speak, and he right. talks. And then I do. And then, and then I say I hold up a thumbs up or a thumbs down for whatever he said. It's usually a thumbs down. <laughs> <But> anyway, <laughs> that's not at all the case, of course. But anyway, goodbye. Good luck. Um, see you next time with a uh, risky business should be an exciting one full of more nudity right and we love that yeah well i guess i do all right there we go <laughs> okay it's got a stamp of approval yeah. so see everybody next week goodbye uh bye <laughs> I can't hit did stop. you end it